get people motivated and excited about I want to get them to be like, yeah, I want to start a business. Yeah. You know? Can we yeah. talk about the craft brewery industry? Yeah, let's do that. I love craft beer. How absurd Holy it is. Shit. Yeah, fire also, it up, man. Let's just just, let's just, just so you know, we've been recording for the last two minutes. So I think it's just Damn funny straight. when you don't know. I uh, like because I, I feel like we get some of like Tarek's heart out there. We get some curse it's words. True. We get cursing Tarek. That's my fave. It's true. I do curse a lot. You know, I just feel like I never really get to see passionate Tarek all that often on here. Is that right? I feel like you're a little staged sometimes, bro. Ah, I just feel true. like you're just never. a, a corporate all you get stooge. Is the real me. All you get is the real me. Um, but you know, sometimes I curse, sometimes I don't. That's as the spirit leads, man. I can't okay. really control it. <laughs> yeah. I think you might have taken that out of context a little bit, but uh, fact is, let's talk craft beer for a minute because this is something I, I really, I really wasn't into it at all until I moved to Kamloops here last fall. Really? Yeah, I wasn't really. You gotta Dude, didn't we Kate. go to some craft breweries when you were here in Medicine Hat? Medicine Hat, Alberta is killing it in the craft brewery scene. Dude, I. Did we not? No. The first craft brewery I'd ever host. been to, shout out to Ribstone Creek Brewery. Um, they're in, I don't even know where they're actually located. I apologize for that. It's this tiny friggin' town, and it kind of straddles the border between Saskatchewan and Alberta. It's called Edgerton. Edgerton, I don't know if that's Alberta or Saskatchewan. It's kind of, again, playing on that border. Um, Are you sure it's not Edgerton? Edgerton? Maybe it is Edgerton. I always thought it was no, Edgerton. No, it's straddling the border, so it's got to be Edgerton. I get it. It's the edge. Well, I didn't mean the pun, but I appreciate that you found no, it in No, they there. meant the pun. Oh, God. They meant fun. the pun. That can't be by chance. So but they're on the edge, and they're called Edgerton. <laughs> but I, I, I went there with my buddies Ben and Brett, um, and... I again I had never been to one and we walked into this place. It was in like this kind of looked like a I won't lie, the outside of this building was pretty run down. It kind of felt more like we were going to a meth lab than we were going to a craft brewery. But you'd never been to one, so what do you know, right? You're but just, exactly like, what do I expect? Yeah. We walk in these front doors, it's really nice on the inside all of a sudden. It's got a nice little bar front and and at the time when we first went, I don't think it was as popular as it is now. When was and, that? Um, it doesn't matter. You're right. It's just beginning of yeah, popularity. So it was It was probably around 2015 okay. that I went. 2014 maybe? 2014 okay. was most likely when I went for the first time. Anyways, um, fact is at the time, it was just these three friends. I think they were just friends um, that had started this brewery and... We walked in, and I, I'm pretty sure it was just their wives who were kind of running the front end of it. It was really small time. And yeah. it was just three of us in there. And but was the beer any good? It was, but let was me get to my point. Good? Let me get to my point. Because what was really cool about it was it was so small that they were like, do you guys want to take a tour of the backside of this? So they we're like, sure. That, well, I didn't know that. That's the part. That's not because they're small. That's just part of their shtick. See, I've never been to another one that takes me for a tour. Oh, you got to ask her. Yeah, Sometimes I'm not going to go out of my way. Or... I mean, once you've seen one, you've seen them all, I feel like. Yeah, it's true. Let's be honest. Just a lot more of those giant stainless steel things. Exactly. Like, how much <laughs> I don't more even know what they're stainless called. steel can I see? Uh, Is this the beer? Yep. But... Cool. <laughs> it was just it was pretty cool. I, I felt like it was, it was a lot more of an intimate experience because you can tell that these guys, like, truly cared about their craft because it was still very new to them. Yeah, and totally. it's not as mainstream as as it is now, right? But uh, yeah, no, I I really got into it last fall, and and I've come to realize like people take this stuff seriously. That's for real, man. And it's I don't real. know you that can I be, get you it. You can be a pretentious. You can this your pretentious beer snobby people, and you know yeah. what? I'll be honest. I've probably teetered on the edge of that from time to time. I try my best not to. Be, I can't I hate stand those people. people like that. And you're talking about how you're flirting. With I that could edge. be. I just am trying to be honest. I am actively avoiding that. But let me tell you, it's hard for me not to judge. Like, we live in a golden age of beer right now. This is what I always tell everybody. Golden age. You can throw a rock in a Canadian city and hit another brewery. It's just outrageous how many craft breweries there are right now. And you're going to go to a restaurant and order Bud Light 
when we have this renaissance of beer that all the options are you kidding me right now <laughs> it's just like okay uh, but here's the thing about that here's the thing yeah restaurants don't typically sell crap the majority of, of them don't sell of course crap they beer. do no they're they still do more not. mainstream absolutely they do that is a damn lie the that's other not part a damn of that lie. is you go to crappy restaurants that's stop going to swish wow. la wow one <laughs> i've only been to swish la once in my life that's but, terrible. I love Swiss Chalet. Oh, come on. You Holiday just took a shot at Swiss with Chalet. With the Lake chocolate? Also, who's buying beer at Swiss Chalet? That's what I'm saying. It's a lunch restaurant. Uh, <laughs> I'm saying. Stop going to Swiss Chalet for dinner is really what I should have said. My point is, here's the flip side of it, though. A lot of these tap houses, yeah, that's that's a pretentious beer, craft it's beer not. talk That's right what there. they're called. Dude, I hate <laughs> that people call them tap houses. Just call it a, call it a brewery for crying out oh. loud. No, it's a tap, tap house, bro. It's a tap house, Yeah, though. beat it. The brewery's the back part. Look, here's the <laughs> fact. If you're going to be a tap house, if you're going to serve me beer, I need you to bring up the food game just a little bit. Well, that's why it's a tap house and not a pub or a restaurant. Yeah, I can't be going to drink beer and not have good food. Well, I'm with you. And a lot of people, it's more of a brew pub is what they call it. And a lot of breweries have up their game there. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, like... For example, your little Edgerton brewery, they're not going to make money from people coming in and trying their beer. They're going to make money from distribution. The tap yeah. house is, is kind of fun. You know, people can come in and try the beer, but it's Edgerton, Alberta, Saskatchewan, whatever, is not going to have enough business for them to really be making tons of money. Look, and it's distribution where, where they really get their numbers, right? Here's the thing, though. There's one here in, in Kamloops called Iron Road Brewing. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Iron Road. They are killing it they got good beer they got good food a lot of like latin food mexican based food a lot of tacos a lot of i think empanadas they got solid nacho plates like this place is doing good food and it's good food that's awesome they make churros you know nice hot churros oh pub pub style pub feel oh it it does have a nice pub feel my only complaint with it is it doesn't have enough seating in it and and yeah. not that i've ever gone in there and couldn't find a seat but just more the fact that i could see seating being a real problem for them uh just just not big enough yeah well that's the thing i know um for our local breweries and this is medicine hat alberta everyone we're a small town and yet we still have two and three quarters we have two breweries and a brew pub and a distillery coming because this is just the world we live in now um and I know that's one of the breweries, Medicine Hat Brewing Company is my favorite brewery. It uh, They have food now, very small menu, but they do it well. But it's unlikely that they'll really expand beyond their menu. They shut down at nine on, I think, the, the kitchen at most nights because it's clear that it's like foods, they want to have it. They want you to eat it. It's good. It's done well. But ultimately, they're a brewery first. Right. You know? And, and yeah. I'm not saying that you have to be like a five-star restaurant at these brew, these tap houses, these brew houses. I don't know what you want to call them. <laughs> All I'm saying is if people are going to be drinking beer, they're probably going to want to eat some food with it. And I just need you to have a good menu, even if it's only like five items. You yeah. just got to no, do I'm those five items real well. And there's a certain minimum that like liquor commissions and liquor boards require that you serve, like a charcuterie tray or whatever and oftentimes they'll just partner with local bakeries and stuff to provide and 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 whatever other local business to provide that stuff but i don't know we're getting lost in the food yeah well craft beer is a good thing craft beer is good hey do you ever drink sours i'm not crazy about the sours i'm not huge into them i just started i've just had a couple of them and it's like i like trying them out it's it's part of the fun you know i tried one out that's like strawberry flavored Mm mm-hmm Mm, not for me, but, you know, to all those that are into it, all the power to you. You know what's going to be interesting over the next couple of years is to see at what point do we start seeing some of these breweries merge and, and consolidate. Because that's what we see in every industry as it matures, right? Right. And then it's like, it's tough though, because as much as we're trying not to be pretentious, I think there's a lot of like, well, you can't sell out in the craft brewery industry. So it's like... By consolidating, you're really selling out. Do you know what I mean? Totally. So I don't know. They'll hold out for as long as possible, right? The tough part, I think, is what makes these breweries special and craft beer special is that it's like it's individualized. Each one is showcasing their own take on 
for instance, an IPA, a lager, a sour, um, a porter, whatever it might be, you know, and it's all very seasonal. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the problem with consolidation is you begin to lose some of that. It becomes franchised in a sense. And I think that's the whole concept of the craft beer industry is that it's revolting against, um, against that norm, against that, you know, Budweiser and, uh, Labatt and Molson and, you know, like all your, your standard big name beers that are in every liquor store. And, you know, like, I think that's a special part about this craft beer industry is that it's it's trying to be different. And so by consolidating really all your, you're just becoming a smaller version of what I think you were trying to stand against, aren't you? Well, I mean, that's spoken like a true, uh, you know, fight the power, don't sell out kind of guy. But it's just, (laughs) you know, you're absolutely right, though. That's exactly what it is. But it's like... It it almost does seem inevitable, though. And and I mean, it's young enough that we we just don't know what's going to happen either, right? Give it 10 years, and I guess we'll see... And that's the thing. I'm I'm wondering when it's going to hit that point where all of a sudden it's like, what do you mean you're opening up a craft brewery? <laughs> you know, but we haven't seen it yet. So right. I, I'm still really excited for craft distilling to be a thing. I, I got to be honest, it would be a dream of mine to make my own whiskey. I love whiskey. Whiskey's hard to make because uh, you got to age it to make a good whiskey. But I think that'd be cool. Um, like I said, Medicine Hat, we're getting our own distiller. I think they opened started selling stuff last week or this week or something so you haven't tried you haven't sampled the product yet no i haven't it was kind of interesting they had a i think a facebook post saying hey we've got our i think it was saskatoon berry vodka ready um and i don't know if it was like a full batch or they were like just come on over buy some give us your notes because we can tweak it still dude okay power move right here Mm -hmm. total power move i want you to go in there Mm -hmm. in like a suit and tie like hi my name is My name's Derek Williams on behalf of Talk To Me Podcast. Wow. And just like really sell them like you're going to review it and possibly could we – is there any way we could set up an interview? Here's my thought, dude. Maybe if you get in so close to these guys, they start hooking you up with the first – free – With the first new lines that are like, hey, Derek, we really want you to showcase this stuff so that the people (laughs) – they don't need to know how many listeners we have. Yeah, they would. They don't do need to know our reach. They just need yeah. to know that we sound important. And I'm trying to fill your liquor cabinet for you. All right, pal. I appreciate that. I do appreciate trying to fill my liquor cabinet. That would be nice, but Isn't there a smart we move? will see. I feel like hmm? that's a power move right there. It's a power move. I feel like showing up in a full suit to do a podcast about vodka is a little weird. Well, maybe not a full suit. I just more meant look professional. <laughs> all right, that that was really my point. Yeah, fair enough. Stat, well, you, you you hang on to that one. Let me know. I'll let you know how that goes. <laughs> hey, man, I'm just trying to get you some free vodka here. Uh, hey, I appreciate it. But you it. know what? You are right. The distilling process is quite long. I went to the Forty Creek Distillery in January, mm-hmm. and man, they explained to me the breakdown of even the types of barrels that they use. They pulled out like I don't know what you call each little like plank of wood inside a barrel. But he whipped one of those out and showed us all the different layers and explained why they use these particular barrels and what the different like layers mean and and it's a it's quite the process if you want to get like into it seriously, into it. right? And that's the thing, that's what they do, right? Master distillers, you know what I mean? So Yeah, they don't mess around. They really don't no, mess around. Serious so business. I got I got Anyways, respect for that. I got a proposal for you, Maddie. Okay. Um I was at Costco the other day. You can get a Beer advent calendar. Oh, yeah. They're great. Let's do it. Me and you. Here's the thing, Tarek. I live in BC. I, we don't have Costco liquor stores. What? I know, right? Yeah. It's like BC, communist it, neighbors yeah, know, next right? door, hey? Wow. It's very, very... I don't well, get BC. BC like, holds on to everything so tightly, and it actually really restricts business. But I kind of wish I lived in the wild west of Alberta. Yeah, I mean... At least we have private liquor stores. Anyways, I could probably um, find one. Let's put it that yeah, way. Yeah, find a find a beer advent calendar, and let's do it. Oh yeah, did I tell you I stopped drinking? Yeah, I just remembered that as I was speaking, but I was hoping you wouldn't bring it up and just start again. Yeah. So for the, for no? the sake of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, 
I will take up drinking again. Yes. Hope that doesn't come back to bite us in the butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Live from rehab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, I I just don't know where I would find. I'll talk to a buddy of mine. He's he's got his nose in that kind of market. So. Okay. Or you could just go to like your local more big box. Um, liquor store i bet you they'd have it yeah see which one did you buy from costco did you buy like the european craft beer one i didn't buy it yet i looked at it and then is that I was the like, one you were looking at this. i didn't look that closely i didn't look at the list because it was it was all beers i hadn't really looked familiar from the pictures but i didn't look that close my parents bought me one a, a couple of years ago from costco yeah. when i was living in alberta and it was like yeah it was this like european beer calendar or something like that anyways some of them are really good. Some of them, not so much. And yeah, the idea was always that, like... How it works, I guess. I would always, in the morning, open up the little slot, pull out the beer, because it was like a tall boy. Mm-hmm. It's big. And then I would put it in the fridge in the morning and then drink it when I got home. Yeah. But, yeah, some wow. of them were like, whew. But I got, I got a little more, you know, distinguished palate when it comes to beer, so I'm sure I'd be a little better about it than I was the yeah, first time enough. around. Cool. I'm glad I got someone on board. Let's do it. Keep finding more people for our list. I think it would be even going. cooler if we got different ones, obviously. Oh, that's true. And then we could compare and contrast. I mean, the only problem is that we're not living close to each other and could share them or something. But fact is, yeah, we could we could maybe maybe keep the cans or take a photo of them or something like that. We could like showcase them. Uh, each week and discuss anyway. discuss our our three stars like in hockey or our MVP oh, of the week. You know what I mean? MVP. Yeah, that's true. We should talk about the MVP at least because every day seems a bit much. But MVP of the week. Well, that's what I mean. MVP I'm not going to talk to you every day about this. I more meant like we'd we'd have to kind of do like a weekly recap. I like it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I'm cool. Glad we're able to oh. hash that out. Good, 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 good. Okay, I, I do awesome. want to go back to this craft beer thing, though, real quick. Yeah. Okay. Because my question to you is, do you see... Obviously, we talked very briefly about the idea of, like, craft marijuana oh, yeah. stores or whatever. Do you see any other sort of industry that could make a shift to a similar market that is craft beer? Because I you couldn't think of anything. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything specific. You know what I think, though? I think most industries, entrenched industries, really benefit from that. I mean, ultimately, we're benefiting as the consumer from competition. If we're taking it back to our roots here, um, I don't know. I can't think of any specific industries. I know there's a lot of industries where I'm upset and frustrated, and I think, man, they need some competitors so they could be better at this because there's not enough people. You know, I don't know if we could consider this, but I think financial services in Canada could benefit from more competition. Um and I'll try not to go too long on this rabbit trail, but we only have, you know, five big banks, maybe six, some local credit unions um, compared to the states, which has a ton of financial institutions per state. Um, and they have more interesting products, cheaper products. And, you know, in Canada, it's a big, you know, sort of small market with these big players. And yeah, that's where I think, you know, you can't call it craft banking, but, you know. <laughs> get a craft beer while you're opening a new loan exactly i mean and i work for a credit union and we're small compared to one of the big banks but we're the biggest credit union in alberta and probably the biggest well, one of the biggest ones in the country and we right. we've done that through consolidation like we just of course you know not yeah. not like in a like aggressive way but just some smaller credit unions join us and join us and join just us what happens so right yeah, yeah exactly and i mean i i do agree with you i think something i take pride in with our financial uh institutions though is the stability amongst them yeah you know and that's where i am kind of thankful we only have five or six that's true um because my fear is always you spread it too thin and the stability could fall apart and it's like as the common everyday user of this bank what happens if they go belly up what what insurance is there to make sure that i get my money back that's true in case and, of and there's regulations in there for that it's right. just yet the smaller you are, the harder it is to meet those requirements to have your balance sheet look the way the regulators want. Absolutely. But I think, you know, with technology, it's my hope. 
and this is my prediction, I'll just say this, my prediction with technology, there's a lot of technology happening around financial services right now that the future of banking will be very much smaller in terms of, I don't know, actually, that's a tough one. But I do think we'll see a bunch of new players. The problem is how much money banks have. They'll just buy up anything that's significant. Yeah, <laughs> it's true, I mean? right? It's true. It's kind of how <laughs> it's it goes, like, right? Yeah. So if you're doing a good job in it, you're not going to be a new player. You're just gonna you think of the big of the players guys. in like even technology and stuff so too, much right? Money. You yeah, just exactly. buy whatever's going good for you. Exactly. So yeah. at any rate, though, I do think technology will lead to us having more competition, cheaper products, better products, and certainly more <laughs> organic or craft banking if you want to call it but no that's Tarek's prediction i i think what i i appreciate about them so much is everyone always complains about we need to support our local economies a lot mm -hmm. that's the one thing i do appreciate about like craft beer is that you are supporting like local Absolutely. economy in terms of you know these are these are local <laughs> business people they're not you know they don't have 10 or 20 of these craft breweries across the country um, and it's not all funneling to one guy's pockets. You know, it's, it's typically hardworking people who are passionate about the venture and, and are hoping to make a success out of it. Cause I'm sure for everyone that's successful, there's several that have failed exactly in, in hopes of succeeding. So, and, yeah, I agree. And I think that's the big thing is that people in our generation younger really do value that and think yeah. it's valuable to spend money on things that aren't so big that are more in your own community and that's going to drive that further right so I, I just think sometimes it's hard just simply because you know the cost of shopping locally is just so it's much expensive. higher than yeah. to shop at a, a big box store you know yeah you're totally right so yeah yeah so anyways those are my two cents on the craft brewery well i'm a big fan i can't believe it took you as long as it did to get on board but I'm glad you are. Next time you're in town, let's go to a craft beer brewery. Derek, how uh, often do I ever come to Medicine Hat? That's true. Three Hills, Alberta, the town Maddie and I met in, a town of 3,000 people, has a craft brewery. <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious to know what that beer tastes like. Oh, yeah, I guess I you can know. find out soon. I will be up there soon. I've talked to some A friend up there who said it's not bad. Or maybe he didn't try it. I don't know. Uh, it's not bad. <laughs> He didn't, he didn't have glowing reviews or he didn't have a review. I would remember that. So it was sort of a wishy-washy. Either he hadn't really tried it or it hadn't, it hadn't been available or something. So, But yeah, it exists yeah, in a man. town of 3,000 people. I think that's the beauty <laughs> of it, though. Dude, this place, Edgerton, is like a town of like, I swear, not even 1,000 people. Yep. We're it's talking small, right? That's, that's yep. the beauty of it, though, right? Is I, I think it. it can just pop up anywhere you want. It, mm -hmm. It's kind of funny because living in Williams Lake, um, we don't have one. And it seems very odd that we don't because we're a town of like twelve to 15,000 people. It's a metropolis, really. And, well, it's just the fact that like Quinell, which is an hour north of us, and Hunter Mile, which is an hour south of us, both have one. And it, I feel like we're falling behind. Is Williams Lake where people go to retire, though? I feel like old people don't like craft breweries. Mm, no, I would say we have a pretty robust uh, community of young people. Hmm. I just think that somewhat, we even have a craft beer festival. Is that right? I just yeah. went to Beer Fest here in Medicine Hat, which was kind of like that. Yeah, how was it? It was awesome. I loved it. Yeah. Now, how far did people come from? I have no clue. Like, I more meant like brewery-wise. Was it oh. all pretty local no, or was it? No, I mean, a lot of Alberta and BC. Okay. some Saskatchewan probably, but yeah, not farther than probably Saskatchewan. And do you remember and... any of your favorites? No, I do not. Okay, cool. <laughs> Glad we were able to have that talk. <laughs> I just enjoyed the experience. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, as we were kind of talking about before, we're doing like a, a mix and match and a couple different topics on the go. So the next one I want to talk about, Maddie, is virtual reality. Have you played virtual reality before? It's a big thing. Everybody's talking about it. Tarek, I'm a grown man who does not play video games. Oh, that's so lame. Just kidding. Tarek. I just heard uh, you say I'm a grown man who's boring. <laughs> <laughs> now, I I have not played any sort of virtual reality. Mm -hmm. um, it looks kind of neat, but at the same time, I don't know that it like, really intrigues me all that much. I won't lie. Yeah. I, I don't know what about it wouldn't intrigue me, but I guess it just, 
yeah, overall, it doesn't look all that, you know, thrilling to me. Well, I'll tell you. Brittany and I have played a number of times with friends and on our own. Um, and we really enjoy it. Right now, it's still a little pricey uh, in terms of the minutes you pay for. Very immersive. And it's wild because, and, and I'll just quickly go through the experience. Um, you know what, graphics-wise, very rudimentary. You're looking at Xbox, PlayStation 2 level graphics. But because you've got the headset on, you're so immersed. Now we play a simple game, my favorite one. It's like a bow and arrow type game. You're defending a castle, there's orcs and stuff coming. You just shoot them and then it's waves, right? It gets harder each wave. Pretty simple, but so immersive, so fun. Like you're spinning, you're ducking, you're jumping. You're like reaching over edges and trying to shoot. Like so you have to pull the arrow out of the quiver and then pull it back and let go and shoot and aim. And you've got a rapid fire if they're coming at you quick. You've got to dodge when they throw axes. Like you get right into it because it's like it's happening right in your face. Um, you're spinning. You're you're sweating, man. Like 45 minutes, you're just sweating. Sweating, by the Tarek. Yeah, because you're working hard, man. Because you're standing and you're dodging stuff and you're yelling at each other. Look out! He's on your left. He's on. <laughs> now imagine if you that. actually had to wear like medieval gear, like rock and chain oh. mail. Armor, you have to move around in that crap. Uh, And you have to hold steady with that bow, like an actual bow, and your arm's going to get tired, and it's going to get kind of shaky, and that arrow's got to stay steady. Oh, my gosh. Think about how... It'd be so hard. It'd be so hard. My arms were getting tired when I was doing VR. (laughs) Dude. I had Archer's elbow the next day. It was so sore. Archer's elbow. It's for real. (laughs) I had Archer's elbow the next day. Um, See, now if you said fun. you were on, you had the VR, well, yeah, I guess bow and arrow. Now, were they shooting back at you? Like, did you have to duck? Did you have to dodge yeah, they would, throw, they would throw stuff at you. You'd have to duck. Um, you'd have to dodge. You'd have to, you know, sort of move around your platform that you're on so you could shoot at different things. And See, it's really immersive that way. They need to make it more realistic. Like, if a guy throws an axe at you and it hits you in the head, like, you're dead. Yeah, you are dead. Oh, like there's not like this like, you know, like so no, like you get just... one hit and it's like boom. Nah, you're screen dead. Goes kind of Until the next round, of course. Right, right. <laughs> um, but really fun. And I mean, there's a lot of different games. Like my niece and nephews, I took them and they wanted to play Job Simulator, which is about as dumb as it sounds as far as I'm that concerned. Sounds but they love super it. lame. It sounds super dumb. Like you just make coffee and like, you know. What? I don't know. Throw shit around the office. And it's just like you can just sort of do whatever. But it's just a job. I don't know. It's super dumb to me. But that's what the kids like. A lot of kids seem to like that. They don't want to. They don't like the games. I'm like, there's no winners. There's no losers. Well, there's maybe some losers, but no winners. <laughs> Anyone who's playing Job Simulator is immediately losing. Immediately. But at any rate, I really think like VR has been on the like they've been doing VR movies since like what the 70s, 80s, and they thought, oh, this is VR now. VR now. I remember when I was a kid. I had a buddy who had like a, a VR video game where you'd sit in it and it was like a little motorcycle yeah. game and it was yeah yeah okay and it was yeah. it was it was super late I think this time like I think right now VR is the arcades of the 80s right like you the games are too expensive for people to actually own them at home so you've got to pay put your quarter in and play the game at the arcade but then pretty soon the tech's going to be available for everybody to do at home it's a little and, more expensive than a quarter to go to the arcade though uh yeah i mean this is in the 80s <laughs> so a quarter would have been a lot more <laughs> anyways i'm saying it makes sense to be in like a, they call them vr cafes but they're really vr arcades because of the cost of getting a setup uh, you know and so as that price comes down though i really think kids are going to be super immersed in these vr things which is kind of cool i think it's the future man yeah. This time. This time. Because they've been trying to make VR happen for years. <laughs> Those little red and blue glasses. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Well, that was more 3D, I think. But Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You're right. My bad. Yeah. No, I remember, though, my cousin had that stupid thing. I don't even know if it was Nintendo or what. I don't think. I think it was its but own. But it was like a, it was like red and gray or something like that. Or yep. red and black. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and it and was like a set of goggles, yeah. And you stuck your face down near the table to, to play it, and it had like a controller, and that's right. That's this right. This is way better than that. It was almost like handheld gaming, right? Because I guess at that point, you know, you had to have a TV or like a Game Boy. This was kind of getting a mix of both. It was like the TV experience with just 
with it in your hands. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the VR thing looks cool. I'd be curious to know how sustainable it is, whether you have to be in a large city center in order to see it survive. Um, and I'd be curious to know what, like, not to sound too business and nerdy, but, like, price points and, and what you need to make in order to stay profitable and, like, how expensive are these games and systems to maintain and, you know, that sort of stuff. But, yeah. you know, I, I think that there's a real future to that stuff. Obviously, if people continue to kind of go get into it, I think the killer is the convenience factor, though. It's like the fact that you have to go there to play? Yeah. I mean, you look at the way we've taken industries like video games, movies, things like that. It's it's all about convenience. It's all about being able to do it from your own home. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, like, VR, like you said, eventually it'll get to that point. Yep. But I'd be curious to know what that timeline even looks like. Because I guess you have a little bit of it. You know, there's the one, what is it? Um, yeah, PS4 lets you yeah. sort of do a little bit of VR, I think. It's it's probably not as robust. And some people have the setups at home. They're a little pricey. But the nice thing is is it, it the headsets are pricey. And you need to have, like, like a gaming computer. But, you know, a gaming computer is sort of multi multifunctional. Like, you can use that for a lot of things. So people justify the price that way. Um but yeah, you're absolutely right. I, I I would honestly think the VR cafe, VR arcades tops. You got five years until the tech becomes cheap enough and ubiquitous enough that people are doing it at home. I don't think those are going to be a long-term business in the community. I think the numbers work really well for them right now. You have a one-time significant investment in terms of hardware, and then you just pay subscriptions for the games, and they keep them up to date, and they... And they um, monitor them and, and keep them running and you know you charge by the minute so it well, works good that way but and, and so long as graphics can keep up and but that's the thing i don't think people care about graphics that much oh, anymore man i do i, I did do. i do too but next generation like minecraft and fortnite and Dude, I fortnite, don't care. fortnite is is pretty up there you know it's like a cartoon game though they're not trying to be realistic right. at all but you know what? A buddy of mine here in Kamloops that I go to college with, he just bought the new video game Red Dead Redemption 2. Right, everybody's like a, playing that. It's a Western-based, you know, Grand, Grand Theft, Theft Auto. Auto type. Yeah, yeah, it's Grand Theft Auto in the 1800s, basically, is what mm -hmm. it is. And it looked pretty realistic. And you're like, yeah. holy smokes. I told him, I was like, I just about want to go buy a PlayStation because of this. Like, it was pretty cool. Nice. Uh, and so, like, for me, it's like, that's what got me interested. Like, that's what got me intrigued is how it looked, how it visually looks. I can't be dealing with, like, block people and, you know. I'm with you, man. Like, but I honestly got to look good. I got to feel like I'm there. I'm with you. But, I mean, me and my brothers talked about this because we remember playing video games as kids and getting the N64 and then yeah. getting the, the Dreamcast. We had a Dreamcast. And then you getting the Dreamcast? GameCube. Yep. And getting Dude, the Wii. Time out. Xbox. We got to go back to Dreamcast for a sec. Because Dreamcast seemed like the, well, you know what? It was Actually, Sega's last effort. It was thing. fun, but. I had a Sega Saturn, which was like. Oh, yeah, the, me too. It I was like the Saturn. antichrist of video games. The gaming system. Yeah. yeah. It's too bad. I like my Sega Saturn. But, but the Dreamcast I mean, came out, and it had the most outrageous looking controllers. It did. But then Xbox controllers kind of went that way. Yeah, but tell me, what was on Sega Dreamcast that you guys even played? Oh, they had tons of games. Soul Calibur was a fighting game. Sonic Adventure, obviously, because Sega and Sonic were Sega. Sonic was like their right. big proprietary game. Um, and then like Sega had Rayman. I remember Rayman we were playing, and I don't know. We played a bunch of games. They had a bunch of it. Just titles. it seems like it's the one console that like it's almost like the one that got away because it just feels yeah, like one that console, no one ever talked right? about. And uh, yeah, yeah, but. We cared about graphics. Me and my brothers yeah. video games. Every system, we were like, look how good this looks. This is amazing. Of course. My nieces and nephews, and this is just anecdotal. They just don't care. They don't care. They love Minecraft. They'll oh. watch people on the internet play Minecraft. Yeah, That's I can't have boggling that. to me. The fact that kids are making millions of dollars playing video games online, I don't see our generation watching someone else play video games, but their generation likes that. That's the one difference. I'd be down they to love make millions Minecraft. of dollars they playing video games. They love Fortnite, and they care about gameplay. They don't care about graphics. And honestly, I guess that kind of makes sense because gameplay is the most important thing. 
But like the guy who made Minecraft, he sold it for like a billion dollars with a B. To Microsoft, yeah. Yeah, it's an outrageous amount of money. And it's when you look at the game, you're like, dude, this game, you paint this in a weekend in your basement. I mean, I'm sure it's way more complicated than that. Don't get me wrong. Dude, all the like, kids. A lot of people just... have that functionality with good graphics, and he didn't even bother with that. Dude, <laughs> Bill Gates is putting on his swim trunks and diving into his Scrooge McDuck pool of money. Yep. Thanks to these children who are suckers for things like Minecraft. I'm telling you. That just so rich from that kind of crap. And that's why I think VR will do so well because it's like the ultimate gameplay. It's so immersive. It's so... Yeah. Like, and, and graphics don't matter as much. Well, and really, we're not the demographic they're trying to sell to anyways. It's very no, much it's... like if you're age probably 7 to 16... Yeah, that's that's totally. your audience. That that's totally. the same as like arcades and all video games. Really, you're not going. Hmm, what am I going to get for the 18 to 30 year old demographic? Like, no, that's actually some. I think they I mean, they changed that because our generation played a lot of video games growing up, and we still kept playing into our 20s. Right, but how often do you play video games now, Tarek? Yeah, not enough. That's exactly. Sure. And it's true. I have an old Xbox 360 that sits in a closet that is collecting dust. Because I could care less about it. It runs Netflix. Yeah. But <laughs> so does everything run Netflix, you know? Yeah. Netflix is just an app, you know? But, yeah, Yeah. I mean, the reality is I think that, you know, so long as kids are interested in it, if they're getting jonesed about going down to the VR cafe after school or whatever, the That's same true. way That'd that, like, our thing. parents got pumped about going to an arcade to go... Play Pac-Man or Yeah, Pong. exactly, right? Like then yep. you're 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 in business. I agree. So we'll see how it shakes out over the next couple of years, but VR. It's wild, man. It's just a precursor. Eventually, we're just gonna sit in chairs and never live our lives. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, gonna that, get that immersive for sure. That like mentality of being in a simulation. Yeah, like the Matrix for real. Yeah. Are we already living in a simulation though? I think we might be. We I mean, don't Elon know. does. Elon does. Um, the black scientist, whose name I can't remember, does. Are you kidding me? Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yep, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> A.K.A. the black scientist. The black... Yeah, that should be his nickname. You think he'd take that the on? Black the black scientist. I don't scientist. think he would. I, don't I feel he like he would that. not uh, appreciate that one at no, all. No, I don't there. think he would. Um, yeah, he thinks we do. I mean, the logic of it makes sense to me. It's just a wild way to think of the world. And it yeah. doesn't have any sort of consequence. On right. life, so whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, that's exactly it. Unless you can have Neo-like powers because you know it's just a simulation. Then, then, you know. Dude, could you imagine talk, if a right? guy just showed up starting to drop moves like Neo in, oh, in our Matrix? Then I would have to assume <laughs> that it's a simulation. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Um, but yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, what's the next topic, Maddie? In our uh, shuffle here. You got anything for us? Dude, I'm just thinking about these different industries that we're talking about. And I oh, I got one interesting for you. I mean, um, if you don't got anything, I got okay, one. Okay, well, lay it on me. Lay it on me. All right. This, uh, you know, this is going to be coming out. <laughs> Actually, I just, I'm just, I just saw this on Facebook. This made me laugh. Today we're recording. It's the midterm elections in the United States. Oh, yeah. <laughs> apparently, apparently people, a record number of people are writing <laughs> instead of, Voting for someone, they're writing in. They're voting. <laughs> Hail Arathorn, son of Aragorn, son of Arathorn, real king of Gaunt. It's like some character from the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Wait, did I you never see the Lord of the Rings? Yeah, I just want to make sure. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm saying nobody. Oh, I can't gotcha. assume everybody else has. But yeah, I definitely read all the books and watched all the movies. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Hail Aragorn, son of Arathorn, true care, true heir to the throne of Gondor <laughs> as their candidate. <laughs> I love that. Um, but, and, and we'll see the results by the time this episode comes out, but uh, today I noticed uh, Apple, not a trillion dollar company anymore. I don't know if you saw that. Their market cap took a little bit of a nosedive. Whoa. Um, and I don't know what it is at the end of day. I just saw the headlines and read some articles today. What happened was they've released two phones in September, or three actually, 10S, 10S Max, which is their premium two, and they released the 10R, which is supposed to be the less premium version. It still starts at 750, so it's I mean American, so it's still pricey, but it's the less premium new one. 
and sales haven't been good, apparently, of the 10R, which was expected to be the one that sold. I mean, it's the cheapest one. It's pretty close to the other two. But So they canceled production lines on the 10R and went back to producing the old 8 because that's what the demand was. And so what? Apple stock took a hit as well as a number of manufacturers of Apple products in China. They all took a hit because um, of this news, which is pretty wild. You know, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like every year, though, everyone always, somebody says, or a bunch of people, always, oh, this is it. Apple's, this is going to be it. They're not going to do it. And then every year they just blow it out of the park. Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we'll see. I don't know. I guess I, I couldn't wow. tell if it was just a rumor about the production lines or I think it was a, a fairly legitimate firm out of East Asia that sort of said that hey, yeah. these production lines are being cut, but I'm not 100% sure, right? That'd be very interesting. I mean, you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. My personal opinion as an Apple user for mm -hmm. the last about eight years, um, it's about the only product line that I use for the most part when it comes to my personal technology. Um, I'm a big fan of what they had going up to uh, the app, the iPhone 10. I, I wasn't crazy about the full screen, no button thing. Mm -hmm. uh, I like having the home button. I think it's an important part of what made the iPhone an iPhone or really any phone. Just having that button that can always bring you right back to home. Um, and I think people are, you know, they're catching on to what they're, they're trying to offer them. Um, and I, I sometimes wonder if phone companies are getting like, or not phone companies, phone manufacturers, your your Apple, your Google, um, Samsung, Huawei, if you're a fan of Huawei products. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I just think that the people are recognizing that you guys are putting out too many models too often without any significant change. You know, right and, and well, i mean it's the annual yeah the annual bump and like yeah. i'm rocking an iphone 7 my contract that's always the big thing right we always talk about our contract when our contract's running Here in out, canada especially or north america yeah yeah and for me it's like my contract runs out in march but i don't think i'm gonna upgrade to a new phone because i'm not actually very impressed by anything since the iphone 7 like nothing's blowing my socks off to go oh i gotta have the iphone x or the iphone xs like they're not yeah, they've got some parts that make it run faster, but what do I use my phone for? Check social media, text people, make some phone calls. Like, I don't need it for much more than that. I'm not, I mean, I, I'm on my phone throughout the day, but I'm not on it constantly, and I don't need it for, like, a significant part of my life outside of just personal entertainment. Yep. And so it's like, I think these companies have to recognize that, yeah, you're going to have these drawbacks if your products aren't actually like expanding like upon themselves yeah you know and i mean that's the thing we've gotten to a point where the smartphone market is pretty mature it's pretty flooding yeah and it's like this very iterative increases and improvements every year which are good but it's like i think we kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago but specifically to smartphones it's like you know and i mean apple it's kind of uh, not a victim of its own success, but in a way, like they've built out their system to be so big and good and reliable that they can't really change it much at a time because people would get very frustrated. And so it's hard then to make big, exciting yeah. changes. I know I, I was listening to one reviewer who said, you know, I fired up my new Apple iPhone XS and it was kind of like, well, this looks exactly like my old phone. Yeah. <laughs> All my apps went to exactly where it was. And it's like, yeah, and that's a good thing. A lot of people would be like, that's not a bad thing. But it's like, it's hard to get excited then because you don't have anything. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It's like a, yeah. it's a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I think despite us saying that smartphone sales have still been creeping up everywhere. Oh, it's not of like course. we've ever bought less than before. But I think we might be hit, hitting that peak where one year we'll be like, well, Everybody who has one has one, and we actually sold less smartphones this year, unless the technology changes in a way that's interesting, and everyone's got to have that new hardware. Absolutely. And I mean, the reality, too, is like, you know, you have companies like Apple that really set the trend. 
mm-hmm. think they're a big reason as to why companies like Samsung have to put out a new phone every year to try and keep up. It's the same reason why Google, who just got into the phone market, is already like on their third ago. one. Yep. Because they have to try and keep up with what everyone else is doing. And if a company like Apple decided, you know what, guys, we're going down to just doing a new update every two years. I would bet you dollars to donuts. You like that saying? It's uh, <laughs> okay. That the, the other, other guys would, would follow. The suit. other two would follow right after. You know what? Like I just, you're probably right. I just don't think that you know it's. I I don't think it's worth it, and I also think that it cheapens the brand and also cheapens the product a little bit. Um, to constantly be putting something out fresh every year with no real change in the product itself yeah and i mean the wild thing is you know the prices that smartphones they've been creeping up quite a bit and oh my gosh they're so expensive and the 10s and 10s max in particular just like i think in canada because our dollar is not as strong as the u.s dollar like a 10s the smaller version and it's premium like it's a nice phone when you look at it for sure the hardware looks top notch but I think it starts at like twelve, eight, thirteen hundred bucks. It's just outrageous. Yeah, it's so expensive. Even if you're signing up with a carrier for two years, you're still paying nearly, like I think, over four hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an outrageous amount of money. That's not a number. Just to you... say that you have the latest and greatest, like it's yeah, really nothing. It's tough. Nothing more than that. It's tough. And that's the thing, you know. I'm I'm probably gonna get a new phone in the next few weeks here with Black Friday coming up. And then, you know, I look at all the reviews and I'm like, oh, yeah, this phone can do that and this phone can do that. And it's like I stop and I look at my life and it's like, what do I do, though? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Like you said, right? That's exactly I it. Even, I'm so bad at social media. I haven't posted a picture on Instagram in like a year and a half or something. I don't yeah. know. And it's like, ugh. you know, I, I do a lot of email and a lot of, uh, I don't know, whatever I do. And it's like, do I need you know, the fastest and latest and greatest and blah, 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 blah. Probably not, but I'll probably get close to that because <laughs> that's just, you know, it's, you know, I feel like when you buy a phone, you can't just buy something and know that it's a little bit, there's a faster version of this out there. See, it's one of those things. And I'm actually really fascinated by the line of uh, Google products that are coming out. Mm-hmm. I was um, trying to, I'm trying to decide between that one and a, a new iPhone yeah, right like now. Yeah, like the actually. Google Pixel looks really, really nice. Um, as well as the, have you seen the Pixel Book, Google's new laptop? I saw pictures. I haven't really looked into it too much. Yeah, I was looking at it a little bit, and I was like, "Dang, that's a nice looking laptop." I Is thought it? to myself, like, as soon as this MacBook Air kind of runs its course, which might actually be mid December, because I'm thinking I don't really need a Mac. Uh, I've thought about if anything, I might get like a desktop version. Oh, really? Of, of like, because they just revamped the Mac Mini. I heard about that, yeah. So I thought, well, if I if I still feel like I need a Mac, then maybe just get a Mac Mini and can sit at home. It doesn't need to go with me everywhere. But this Google Pixel Book, boy, does it ever look good. Interesting. You would actually switch to that guy. And it's quite a bit cheaper than getting a proper MacBook, I think. Well, and it, it just it, it just got a sleek look. The the. The keyboard looks nice. I mean, it's just like, it's these silly design features that I actually find very appealing. The screen actually flips completely backwards, so you can treat it almost like a tablet, as well mm-hmm. as um, as a laptop. Uh, yeah, it just, and the, the reality is, guys, like, if you don't really use your computer for all that much outside of, like, maybe the odd Word document, email surfing the web whatever you whatever it might be like you're not actually like doing anything of importance um sorry i got something in my eye sorry um then you probably don't need something as sophisticated and complex as a mac or um even a high-tech pc like you could probably just rock a chromebook or this new pixel this pixel book or if you're you know, in the market for something a little more pricey, but I think that is far more purposeful is the uh, Surface, Microsoft Surface. I'm rocking a Surface book right now. Yeah, those things are, those things look good, you know? And, yeah, that's and a so, good point. I mean, I just think that people get caught up in a, in a brand and this idea that the brand makes the product. 
And it's like, no, I mean, the product serves its purpose, yes, but, I mean, if you don't need it, why buy it? Just to pat yourself no, with you. on, on your back to say that you own one? Like, I just think that's so stupid. Yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, I remember when buying this laptop, I think, like, wow, this GPU here is really good for, I don't even know what a GPU is. <laughs> I could tell you what it means, but they're like, oh, it's good for photo editing and stuff like that. Yeah, like, tell oh, me yeah, all the photos awesome. you edit. You yeah, know? it's just like, well, that's that's not actually going to be terribly useful for me. And it's like, yeah, I, you know, you watch these commercials and you wonder, like, dude, there's no way you do half the stuff that this computer is supposed to be really good at for, you know? Yeah. And it's it's funny. We just noticed this too. Brittany, she just finished um, her nursing school. And her laptop has seen better days, but she loves it. She's very, well, it's fine. And it's kind of like, at this point, she's like, well, do I need a laptop again? Or That's can exactly I get by? It. Just, exactly. It's like, you know, to check, to watch some Netflix and check Facebook and Instagram and I guess you never really check. Like she treats it as a computer right now, so she never checks Instagram on it. Or you know what I mean? Just to keep up to date with stuff, watch some TV and, and type a couple emails. You're not writing papers. I mean, with a spare keyboard that you can keep in case you do have to do some long, long form writing. Um, but yeah, for the most part, a tablet with the keyboard that you use sometimes makes sense for like most of the population, I think. Dude, that's why I'm saying get into the surface market. Uh, because yeah, those ones that have like the detachable keyboard on them and whatnot, the Surface Pro, I think is what they're called, but you probably don't even need the Surface Pro. You can get the Surface or they have one called the Surface Mini. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, those things will do everything you need them to. And yeah, if you needed to do a Microsoft, uh, like a Word document a long form, or a, a, an or Excel like a long spreadsheet, email or something. yeah, you can throw yeah. the little keyboard on the bottom and away you go. But for the most part, it's just treated as a tablet everywhere you go. You know, and true. and isn't at the end of the day, that's more what people need than they do a computer. That's true, and and I think the wild thing is too. I think these Chrome, this Pixel Slate it runs what's called Chrome OS, and it's cloud based. Um, so what that means is it's like you know the idea is you know you're not going to be able to download the Windows Windows applications. It's not a Windows machine. Yeah. But then it's just like. The fact that most applications now, or most programs I use anyways, I find, they're either based in my browser anyways, right? Like, so I access them through Chrome, and and it's like, I rarely, or you can use Docs or Sheets, or, I mean, you can download, Microsoft makes all their apps available on other platforms, but, you know, it's just wild now that it's like, all you really need is a browser, and I you have access to so much stuff because... That's where everybody's building their programs now, which is kind of nice, right? Absolutely. And I mean, with, yeah. with Google on top of it all too, right? Things like Google Docs, Google Sheets, you can export it to a Microsoft document. So if I was just using uh, a Chrome OS or just Chrome altogether and using Google Docs and I needed to fire off a spreadsheet to Tarek, I can fill it all out through Sheets, send it off to him in Sheets, and then he can download it in Excel if that's the format he needs it in. That's like, true. That's true. You know, we live in such a powerful world when it comes to technology. It's and easy. I think it's easy. We're, we're crazy to think that it should in some way work against us because of the the name on it. I, I think I'm just like, yeah. my eyes have really been open to this um, in the last... Being platform year. agnostic, hey? Look at you go. Well, I just, <clears throat> I think... More than anything, the last three months have shown me that, like, yeah, I've got a lot of money invested in my, like, iTunes library. But it's also, like... Like a, the music library? Yeah, but it's also, like, a, a wasted cost, almost, in terms of, like, <laughs> it's really not a value so long as I have things like Apple Music or Spotify or Google Music or yes. whatever it might be. It, it really means nothing anymore. It's a sunk cost at this point. I've wasted... That's probably true. hundreds of dollars on music that is of no real value in 2018 anymore. Well, I mean, I, yeah, you're probably right. You know, like I you mean, can just nice download whatever it, you want. You could put it on a, you could put it on a flash drive or your USB and then you have it offline, I guess, but you're right. I mean, you can download anything like, you want just... on those platforms anyways and have it offline. Oh, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's a good point. But you can actually, I think, can't you, with your iTunes library, actually just put it on a USB thing or like a hard drive? You can't do that with your Spotify or Apple Music. Right. Music. But what are you using a USB or a hard drive for that you can't plug your phone <sighs> yeah, into? Yeah, that's true. 
That's you know, true. I'm, I'm not just trying That's to like dis- discount your point. End of the world like situation. That. I was thinking of. <laughs> I, I guess I'm for your more bunker, saying that like the Holocaust, obviously. Yeah, along with <laughs> along with your hard drive full of photos, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I got to get out of here, but um, yeah, I think people just need to need to figure the crap out when it comes to technology. Yeah, no, I'm with you, man. So. But yeah, it's interesting. Apple's, uh, I don't know, it's like a trillion-dollar company and then a little a little scuff in the armor there. But, you know, they always bounce back, to be fair. Everybody every year talks about how Apple, this is it. Apple's done. And then every year, they just blow everybody away. So Well, and here's but the we'll other see. thing, too. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Marcus Brown. I think it's Marcus. M-K-B-H-D? Yeah. He was recently on a podcast and was talking about the Mr. Joe Rogan with the uh, yeah, listen to that the new Apple phones, and he was actually talking about how the XR, in his mind, is the everyday man's phone, and that that's what people should be targeting, and not the more expensive Absolutely. ones. And how funny is it that that's the one that's sinking? Yeah, that's wild to me because that's I remember I remember thinking that too. I remember reading about the 10R, listening to that same episode on Joe Rogan, and reading the price point and what it does, and I was like, yeah, this sounds like a good workhorse phone. Like it'll do everything you need. You don't need that fancy, but that's the one that yeah is not selling well, I guess. And and maybe it's just people don't like the new body style or whatever, like the lack of home button with the face unlock, I guess, is the only option with the 10R. Maybe people don't like it. I don't know what the the deal is, and maybe or maybe we'll find out that this was all a lie a couple days ago. Who knows? I genuinely <laughs> think that a huge part of it is that people don't like having something that isn't called the best. Oh, interesting. But they're going for the older versions, so they're going for, like, the iPhone 8. Right, but I'm saying... That's, that's the line they're increasing their production on. Right, right, right. But I see what you're saying. They'd rather have the 10... Anybody who's going for the new phone, they're going to get the, the fancy S or S Max, not the R. And then if you're, like, going in and not looking for the best, you're okay with last year's model. This R is in, like, this weird in-between space that maybe nobody's willing to pay for, hey? Exactly. And I think hmm. we just saw this with Apple when they tried doing the iPhone SE, which was, like, the oh, poor yeah. man's iPhone 7 at the time or the iPhone 6. It had all the insides of an iPhone 6S, I believe, but was just in a smaller body and had a couple less features. And yeah. it, it kind of worked, but it, there's a reason why they don't make them anymore. And then I think they tried doing the same thing with this XR. was like, okay, it's going to be a little cheaper. We're going to cut a couple of the features. But for the most part, it's basically the same phone. And for the majority of people, that's all you'll really need. And yet, yeah. I think people s- struggle with this idea of, I don't want the, like... The cheaper version i don't want the the yeah. lesser version yeah. and it's like guys you're never going to notice the difference it's true and i mean it's, it's one of those things that's tough too because the smartphone has the ultimate trump card of whenever you buy things you do this like self-rationalization but like why well, use it every day i got it i mean it's gonna i gotta use the best one I mean, yeah it's fine. <laughs> I, you know, like yeah. it's and it's true you use it literally every day i use it for hours now they tell you and track you and tell you how much you're using it for, which is depressing. But um, yeah, it's like the ultimate like justification for how much money you spend on it. Well, I mean, it's a computer. Right? It can do this, this, and this. And I use it all the time, so I might as well get the best one, and it'll last, and it'll last. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, I can see the rationalization right there, man. <laughs> Anyways, that's interesting. But I think that's all the time we got this week, don't we, Maddie? for our... Uh, Man, I still can't think of the word for what to call it when you have just a bunch of different things you talk about. We'll call it leftovers, you know? Yeah, like when you leftovers. clean out the fridge, we'll call it the clean out the fridge episode. I don't know. Yeah, just a couple maybe, of different topics. I feel like we should maybe have one of these every once in a while where we really just like I like it. Shoot Can we move breeze? to a couple different topics real quick? Absolutely. Yeah, next time I want to be a little more prepared. I apologize. I really didn't bring much to the table outside of the craft beer conversation that came up in the spur of the moment. But uh, It's true. And I think we learned a lot more about Edgerton specifically Edgerton, than yeah. anybody ever wanted to know. Dude, Edgerton, <laughs> I swear it's Alberta. Edgerton, Alberta. If you ever get the chance, go I there. Don't, Diamond don't, in the rough, folks. Know. Diamond in the rough. It's unlikely. It's just in the rough all by itself. It's in the, <laughs> just it's another in the rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, but yeah, guys, 
If you're on iTunes, if you're on Overcast, if you're on Google Podcasts, whatever, leave us a review. Give us a star rating. Tell us what you think. And hey, if there's something you want us to talk about or dive into, let us know. Shoot us a, an email. Hit us up on Twitter. All the contact info is in the episode description. All right. Catch you guys next week. Peace out.